Welcome back to the Adam Schefter Podcast as we wrap up week six and look ahead to a big week seven in the National Football League where Monday Night Football will be in Foxborough for the Bears at the Patriots and another Manning cast will be on featuring Eli Manning, who will be our guest today to talk about his unexpected direction in his career where he's become something of a media mogul and half of the Manning cast team on Monday night, they'll be broadcasting on ESPN2. The Manning cast will be on week eight, Bengals at the Browns, week nine, Ravens at the Saints, week 13, Saints at the Buccaneers, week 14, Patriots at the Cardinals, week 15, Rams at Packers, and of course, wild card weekend. So get the Manning cast on ESPN2, where Eli Manning has shined there and shines on this podcast today. Take a listen to him. Also, how about what's going on? In the state of New York, lots of interesting things. The two New York football teams, the Giants and Jets, are a combined nine and three at this point in the season. Who would have thought that the New York Giants would be where they are? And who would have thought that the New York Jets would win back-to-back road games at Pittsburgh, at Green Bay, now on the way to Denver? And what kind of odds could you have gotten at the beginning of the season that the Jets would win three straight road games in Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Denver. Crazy to think about, but that's where the New York Jets are. And also in New York, Buffalo. Buffalo goes into Kansas City with a huge win. Buffalo becomes the favorite, the number one seed favorite in the AFC to host the AFC championship game. Now, who wants to go into Buffalo in January to try to beat the Bills? Good luck with that. That team is loaded. It's playing great football. It's going to continue to get better as the season goes on. They've added Von Miller to complement the defense to make changing plays as he he has throughout the course of the season. And they're loaded on defense, loaded on offense, have the quarterback that's playing the best in the league right now. And certainly somebody could go into Buffalo and win, but it's hard to imagine that the Bills won't be favored to make it to the Super Bowl this year as the number one seed, which they now have the inside track of doing. I know it's early. Six games. I've seen enough. The Bills are loaded. I believe they'll be the number one seed, and somebody's going to have to go into Buffalo to beat the Bills. And also in New York this week, the NFL owners meetings, which they could turn into their own reality show. It would be the real owners of the National Football League. They go at each other, on and on. Who would have thought this week that Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, would become the first owner to come out and speak about the potential ouster of the Washington Commanders embattled owner, Daniel Snyder. But there he was, Jim Ursay, not caring about any skeletons in his closet, coming out and talking about the idea of potentially getting rid of Dan Snyder in Washington. Big statement for an owner to make. No one had done that publicly. Jim Ursay shines a spotlight on it. And really, I think in the end, it's going to come down to the report that Mary Jo White issues here, whenever she does, about what she finds in her investigation of the commander's organization. But if there's some damning evidence in there, the calls that Jim Irsay made on Tuesday are only going to increase. And now that he's shined a spotlight on it, it may happen anyway. And then, of course, you have, as reported by Seth Wickersham and Don Van Natta, Jerry Jones cursing out Robert Kraft, going at it with him 
battling over the pay of Roger Goodell. Like, this is crazy stuff. Owners going at owners. Again, the real owners of the National Football League putting on a show also in New York this week. And one other guy also gave us a show, though he's in Jersey and we're in New York as we record this, and that is the former New York Giants quarterback, Eli Manning, the man that is now half the team on the Monday night Manning cast that has shined and opened eyes in the media world since its inception last year. The former quarterback of the New York Giants, the former Ole Miss quarterback, the uncle of one Arch Manning, Eli Manning. There he is. What's going on? How are you? I'm well, yourself? Is it okay to introduce you as the media mogul Eli no, Manning rather no. than the former New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning? It, it is not. It is not. That is not okay. <laughs> like, wait, wait. When did that happen, Eli? When did you become this guy who was going to become this major media figure that you've now become? It was not the game plan. It was actually the total opposite. When I retired, I said I have zero interest to get in the broadcasting. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm, I would be horrible at it. So don't even bring it to my attention. Like don't even pursue it in any way. And so I don't consider myself a broadcaster. I'm just, you know, sitting on my couch making fun of Peyton. So, so what happened to change this game plan of yours not to be involved in the sport in the way that you now are? Well, they said they said, here's an idea. You can, yeah, you can you want to just sit on your couch, watch a little football, make fun of your brother, and you and you basically do it every other week. You don't even have to do it. 10 games. I'm like, well, that's now that's, you know, even for my Ole Miss education, that sounds like a good deal. I get, I know a good deal when I see it. So it uh, all worked out. And what has been your perception to the new job that you have now taken on? Um, I've enjoyed it. And I think, I think I'm doing, you know, just doing projects that I truly enjoy and I like, and, and you know, doing places where it's about college football and the history of college football and, and just, you know, it gets to reflect on my time in college and talk to other, um, you know, athletes and football players and coaches that I've you know, grown up watching or had seen their games or have personal relationships with, which is exciting. And then, you know, uh, doing the Monday night football, it keeps me in the game uh, of football. It keeps me preparing and watching film and getting to talk with coaches and current players and, um, you know, in the preparation to, to, for the upcoming games and also to get to have some fun interviews and, and talk with other people that and get to hear their, their stories about why they love the game of football. So how much preparation does go into a typical Monday night Manning cast, Eli? It, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's enough where I, I like the, the weeks off when I don't have a, <laughs> uh, a, a game, you know, because it's just, you got to plan, you got to plan your week a little bit and you got, and you have to watch, you know, watch film. And so it's, and it's different, you know, it, let's say you say, oh, I'm going to watch one game, but that's, that's one game of, you know, Chicago's offense and a game of their defense. And it's a game of new England's offense and their defense. So it's like watching four games just to get, you know, one game watched. And so a lot of it, you know, it's a lot of it is listening to some voicemails. I have, you know, Peyton will watch maybe a different game. So he'll, he'll give his analysis and I'll kind of, you know, just listen to that. We speak the same football language. So that helps. I have Kevin Gilbride, my old offensive coordinator breaks down the films also and, and gives some analysis. So I think, you know, you're kind of listening to these calls or having, having talks with them and, and, and trying to, 
you know, kind of get a, get a grasp of what they're doing offensively or why they might be doing things or, or you know, getting someone else's kind of approach and it helps with all the preparation and, and helps with the time and then having a production meeting, Peyton and I get on the phone uh, a good bit. And so it keeps us close, and, and but maybe also good that we don't go every week. If we had to do this every week, I had to see them every Monday and, and talk to them, you know, several times during the week, every week, we might not be – you know, very close after after a full season. <laughs> but but you like it enough that it keeps you involved, but you don't need to do it. Like you could do anything you want with your life at this point in time. So where do you see this all going, Eli? Do you want to keep doing this? Would you rather go into the business world? Would you rather do something else, whatever it may be, whatever you envisioned back when you were retiring as the quarterback of the Giants? You know, when I, when I retired, I, I really, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. I, and, and the game plan was, I'm going to take a year off and I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to, you know, have a ton of conversations uh, to see every option. I said, the worst thing I could possibly do is retire. And then two months later I'm doing something. And then three months after that, I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't, I don't like this. And so I think I was very, um, you know, very picky and specific with what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, you kind of start doing one thing and it's led to other opportunities. And I start doing, you know, I think Peyton creating his own production company has, has kept me extremely busy. I didn't know that was, you know, in, in the game plan also. Uh, and so, um, you know, but I think I'm all doing all projects that I truly, I truly enjoy and I like. And so it's, it is just trying to find, um, you know, find that balance of what's what's too much, what's too busy, how much, you know, uh, you know, the good thing is my my, my weekends are free. You know, it's Monday night football. It's, I have four kids. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be at their sporting events and their games. But there's there's you know, it, it has gotten busy and it's different busy than than you when you play football. Like, I, you know, I was gone every single day, you know, when I was playing football and, you know, your schedule, like the schedule is the exact same, basically. Uh, from August 1st right. to February, this one, it's like, I'm, I'm just as busy, maybe less busy. And from the time I'm a home more, but every day is different. It's like, you're, Oh, you might have to travel. You might have to go here. You're like, you can do multiple things every day. And, and like, you're, you're constantly scheduling things, setting up zooms. Can you do this? This time works. It doesn't work. It was much easier when, when I could just say, no, I can't do that. I have practice. That was like my standard, <laughs> my standard answer for 16 years. And I don't, I don't have that. I don't have the, the easy out anymore. But this has really morphed into a lot of different things, like you doing your own shows on ESPN Plus, you doing the Manning cast, you showing up as Chad Powers. There are all sorts of crazy things that this has taken on that I never would have imagined that, like I said, you were grown to the media mogul that you have. Again, I, I blame it's all Peyton's fault. It's his, his production company. I mean, everything he's keeping me busy, and uh, it just it, it gave me. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't see this coming either. This is not the the master plan. When I retire, say, hey, I'm gonna dress up in, in an outfit and go try out for some college teams, and and we'll film it and and create some story with Chad Powers. It was just all. Um, you know, there was just got to, it just started. I was doing nothing. It was, it was, I was taking my year off. I was, COVID was hit. There was nothing going on in the world. And Peyton says, Hey, do you want to do a, a show about college football and go around to some college towns and, and interview, you know, some, some coaches and, uh, or, or players. I said, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds fun. I, I like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of college football. I know a lot of these coaches and people competed against some and, 
and uh, have been around them. I said, it sounds like a fun project. And, you know, next thing you know, I have a mustache and long hair and, and an accent and I'm, I'm making up lies about who this guy is and, and throwing the 19 year old kids trying to make a football team. <laughs> Where did the Chad Powers idea come from? Was that yours? Was that Peyton? Somebody else's? Yeah, just just the you know the team with you know ESPN and, and NFL Films and, and Omaha just coming together. You know, we wanted to do a show on walk-ons and just the importance of walk-ons in college football. And um, you know, we you know for that show uh, we interviewed Stetson Bennett from Georgia, really the first you know, walk-on quarterback to win a national championship, and interviewed him, and then. We, you know, we, you know, in the research found that Penn State still does two walk-on days for students or whoever to come try to make the make the team, and they call it, you know, they run on to the team, and so, um, you know, and, and kind of discovering that and how to do something, they said, well, maybe, maybe you can try out, and we can go in disguise and kind of go Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise face, and and so <laughs> went to went to Coach Franklin, and he was. He was in. He was into it. He liked the idea, and 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 from there, everything just happened. It came off great. It was really fantastic to watch the whole thing. Eli. very funny. It was fun, and I think it worked well because at one point they got you know Dan O'Brien, who was the co- one of the, kind of the, the quarterback coach uh, that day. Like he's looking at me, he's like something's not right with this guy, and I want to find out what it is. So he was asking me all these questions, and it let me just make. I was just making up everything just just making up this the most absurd things i could think of and, and it, you know it just kept going on and i was calling him danny boy and he's just i was telling him how i was gonna read this play hey i'm gonna you know, we gotta come back to the right I'm like danny boy i'm gonna read this like seam sluggo i'm gonna go a little three pump to the left get back to my seam i'm gonna go back to the comeback he's like okay chad like well, you know what is your world just like let's let's see it you know let's go at it and so he's like who is this guy what what in the world's going on and so he kept you know kind of digging into you know where i came from and where i learned this and it, it kind of made it made it fun it's taken on a little bit of life its own and people kind of said stuff to you about it that have surprised you uh, I've got it. I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten called Chad more th- uh, in the last, you know, two weeks. And, and I have been called Eli from, from, you know, fans or just walking down the street or, or anything. I'm actually, I'm actually going, I'm going to Penn state. I'm going to the whiteout game this, this weekend and, and get to, you know, check it out. They might put like a statue of me of, of Chad there. I feel like he's like the new, new celebrity. And, uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a popular, uh, uh, Halloween costume around, around <laughs> Penn state this weekend. Are you going weekend. to play quarterback? Why are you going there? I'm going to the game. Just, you know, I was invited, invited really? to go, uh, invited to go. I've never, never been to, you know, Beaver stadium and, and watch the game. And, and so it's just kind of on, on one of those checklists. So got the, got the invite to go and, and, uh, check out the whiteout game. And, and I feel like I'm, you know, Penn State's become my my Northeast team. It's like a, I've been adopted into that family. How do you like going to games as opposed to watching them on TV? I like I like going to games, and I like I, I mean I go to every Giants uh, home game. I went to London and, and saw them a few weeks ago, but I bring bring my kids to the games, and and I'm into it. I'm a I'm a fan, and I like I like watching Saturdays and Sundays. I like I still watch college football. I still watch NFL football, and. And get the root for the Giants and root for Ole Miss every week. So, um, you know, it's it's been fun. I, you know, it's been fun this year. The Giants are playing well. They're winning games. So, kind of get the 
you know, be in the crowd and hey, give high fives and root for the guys. So, um, you know, you, you still feel just because they're still, you know, teammates that are that I play with that are still on the team. So you're rooting for those guys and, you you know, get to see them after the game for a second and give them a handshake and and tell them good game is, is a fun feeling. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You live in New Jersey, so you're around this area. I live in New York. The area seems to have a certain buzz during football season that it hasn't had in recent years. The Jets and Giants combined, they're nine and three. We don't ordinarily see this. What has been the biggest difference in your former team? Because they've come to life in a way that not a lot of people expected. Yeah, they're just, they're able to win those close games that for the last, feels like five years, we, you know, we never won. Like you always like, play so good and find a way to lose it at the end or just not, you know, not make a, a critical play or just, you know, just screw it up somehow. And now it's like their level play is the best in, in the fourth quarter. And uh, that's fun to see. I mean, last week with the, with the Ravens, you know, down 20 to 10 and all of a sudden, you know, scoring, you know, getting a turnover, you know, getting a sack fumble at the end, you're getting the rookies kind of coming up and making plays in critical times. So it's it's just um, it's exciting football. You're just kind of watching and say, hey, let's just try to keep it close in the first half just so we can make the run in the fourth quarter. And you're like, well, it's not going to work all the time, but it's it's kind of working more more than it's than it's not. The Dallas game didn't quite work out that way, but they're at least hey, they're in every game, and and that's what you want. You want to be in every game in the fourth, and then hopefully that's when you play your best football, and that's what they're doing. And don't you do some work for the Giants as well, Eli? Because I know there's not enough on your table right now, your plate right now. <laughs> well, I do that. So you kind of uh, my I have a title there. It's so long that like uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of it. It's like a, you know, in partnership and sponsors, and I've I've figured out in the business world, like the longer your title, yeah. the the least important you are. To the to the to the team or to the company. So like a CEO, like very short, very powerful. President, short, powerful. Mine, like whoa, whoa, wait, 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 way, way down. So I do, you know, just do a lot. You know, go into the games. They have sponsors, and you shake hands and take pictures. I do, I do a little show uh, with Sean O'Hara for the Giants. Uh, 
and and you know another yeah another another tv more more stuff there so um you know yeah when i signed on to do that i was doing no other tv that was like all right this would be my one little tv show and then you know six months later i'm, I'm on three shows but it's uh hey i gotta I, I need the practice i'm not very i'm not very good at it make a lot of mistakes so it, it keeps me fresh you know what Chris Mortensen and I have been doing this thing together now for, I think, 13 years. And my title is Senior NFL Insider, which is kind of long, which means I'm kind of irrelevant. I always say that Mort's the very senior NFL (laughs) insider. Extremely senior. Extremely senior. Would you have any interest in replacing him, knocking him off, and adding another TV show to your resume? Because I'd love to have you as an insider. I'd love to get rid of Mort. We could kind of put him out to pasture, and it would work out very well. Perfect. You know, I just got to get, I got to get a cell phone and get all the, you know, all the GM's numbers and, and like always be on it and, and ready for trades. Like I've been watching. I, I, I see how y'all do it. I see how you work. I've been, I've been studying it and, and mimicking and, and acting it out. So I think I'm, I think I'm ready. I'm ready. The for job it. has taken, the job has changed over the years. You know, it's taken on a life of its own. It's gotten, <laughs> it's gotten a little bit unruly, I have to say. So I'm interested now in making the transition to becoming a walk-on quarterback or a, you know, somebody in sponsorships with the Giants. Oh, I could do that. I would definitely do that, except that would be awful. Awful. (laughs) It would be terrible. When you're at these games and you're watching today's quarterbacks, what is the biggest thing that strikes you in today's quarterback compared to when you played, not that it was that long ago? Yeah, I mean, I think just the the, the amount of times they're 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 putting the quarterbacks in in running situations. And it's like it's you know, called runs, quarterback draws. Hey, reading this defensive. Hey, we're not going to block this defensive end if he crashes. Hey, go run and 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 we'll have the safety blocked, and you can go get ten yards. So I think it's um, you know, it's not like you know back back when I played, if you ran, it was because even even the running quarterbacks and the like the Michael Vicks, it wasn't a whole lot of quarterback runs. It was hey, drop back and nothing's open, and hey, go run and, and make big plays. It's a lot more. Um, kind of design possible quarterback runs, and but these these guys can handle it. They're big guys, you know. Josh Allen's two hundred fifty five pounds, and you know Daniel Jones. You don't think of him as a runner. He didn't come out as a running quarterback out of college, but he he gets a lot of first downs running the ball. And and obviously you have the Lamar Jacksons and and the guys who are, are very talented and fast and, and ran more in college. But um, you know, I feel like you know now the, the, some of these quarterbacks are running more in the NFL than they did when they were in college. They're running more and getting hit less. Exactly. Yeah. And you're protecting. Yeah. Obviously, they're, they're protecting the quarterbacks extremely well, maybe too well uh, in the pocket. So I think I know that's been a big, big issue. Uh, I'm all for quarterback safety and, and protection. But, you know, hey, you still got to get tackled sometimes. That's just that's part of the game. Do you remember the hardest hit you ever took during the course of your NFL careers? Did one that just stands out to you to this yeah. day? Yeah, my first 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 game I ever played, uh, re- regular season game. I didn't start. Kurt Warner started first game of the regular season in Philadelphia. Uh, we were getting getting beat badly, so I got in the fourth quarter. Uh, for my first play, I handed off to Tiggy Barber, and he goes eighty yards for a touchdown. I'm like, hey, this is this is easy. This is easy. But then we get the ball back. We're down. 28 or 35 and, and you know there's three minutes left so i'm kind of excited hey i get a little two minute drive maybe to go down and throw my first touchdown um and so we get down there we get about the 10 yard line there's 12 seconds and nothing's real open i start scrambling to the right i turn and try to reverse field and create some play and jerome mcdougall somehow got behind me when i turned i turned right into him and i just 
went flat basically parallel to the ground they i think i fumbled we picked it up and like, ran out of bounds there was a 10 second runoff and you couldn't ex- you know you couldn't advance the fumble and i think it was like i was like oh that was a brutal hit let's just call this thing like they, it's like they blow the whistle like let's just let the clock run out and i walked off the field and you know that was you know i remember Peyton calling me saying hey it's like i saw that hit and said so the good thing is Hopefully that's the biggest hit you ever take in your career and you stood up and walked off. So, you know, at least you, we know you can take a hit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good thing. Amazing that the most memorable you hit came in your first NFL start or, or the first NFL game. Well, I knew I didn't want to take many more of those. So yeah. I, yeah, I had to learn my lesson. Don't reverse field. There's These guys are a lot faster at this level than they were at college. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now the Madden cast, a lot tamer, a lot simpler. Don't get hit as much. Who's been the most memorable guest you've had on so far, Eli? Um, who I mean, we've, we've had some great ones. I mean, Snoop Snoop Dogg is still my favorite. You know, he wished me happy birthday. I got a I got a gold chain out of it. I got a Death Row Records gold chain uh, birthday present from Snoop. So, I mean, how do you get how do you get any better than that? So, I think. Uh, but he was also just hearing like hearing his love of football and him just reciting the Steelers from the 1970s, like offense, defense, he just named, you know, 12 guys right out of his head. I mean, obviously he's, you know, a huge fan of football. It's made, it's been a important part of his life. So just hearing the stories of Condoleezza Rice and like the importance of football, like she is a football fan. This, you know, hearing, hearing those, you know, you, you see them in different fields and music or, or movies or politics. And yet, you know, they're watching games and on Sunday to sit down there and they, you know, it's a tradition and it's, you know, memories and, and to hear that come out in these people is really special. Who puts together the guest list? Do you have any say into that or do you have producers that do that or? We have producers that that help and we kind of get through, hey, we're playing, you know, this, hey, we got New England and, and Chicago, like, hey, here are kind of some famous people that are New England fans or Chicago fans or from those cities that we know about. And, um, and then, you know, try to get a, a, a player, kind of a former player from that team or a current player that's maybe I got a bye week or coming off a big game. So um, yeah, you, you have a little say some of it's personal, personal connections that you might reach out and say, Hey, do you want to come on the show? And um, you know, I think it's a little bit easier this year, last year when we were first getting started, we were kind of telling people they're like, what is this thing? Like, do I, do I want to come on this? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think now people know what it is and, and, and a little bit easier to uh, sell them on the idea of coming on the show. And is there still one ultimate dream guest out there that exists that you'd love to get that we could mention here that somehow they'd listen to the podcast and know that they're open and welcome on the Manning <laughs> cast every time and could pop on there, Eli? Ooh, I mean, that's a, that's tough. I mean, I think, um, you know, Peyton and I were both like old school movies. I think there'd be some sort of some sort of actor to 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 come on, like a Steve Martin or a you know, Bill Murray or, or you know one of those type uh, kind of old school uh, actors would would be pretty would be pretty funny. 
Well, Bill Murray is closely linked to Chicago, so he would be a natural guest for this Monday night, Eli. There you go. You never right? know. You never know. And Steve Martin, he's a renaissance man, that guy. And I don't know how much he knows about football, but he knows about everything. I think, I'm yeah. sure. He'd he's got a lot of funny. He's been around. He's been around and and very clever and funny. So he would come up. He would come up with some skit or have some something to to go around with it. So now again, you're known as the former Giants quarterback. You're known as the media mogul. Are we going to get to the point one day where you're tired of being asked about Arch's uncle? <laughs> Is that going to happen one day too, Eli? I ho- I hope I hope I hope uh, I hope that's you know that's what my, I become known for is uh, yeah is Arch's Arch's uncle. Uh, I'm root I'm rooting for him. Um, he's having a great high school career. I'm, I'm excited that he chose to go uh, you know chose his college before his senior year so he can just focus on you know have enjoying your senior year of high school uh, playing football with your buddies guys you've grown up with your whole life. Um, you know, to have, have have it, you know, the, the, the goal should be going out there and trying to win a state championship. It shouldn't be planning for for college or NILs or all this other stuff going on. Like, enjoy this time. This is a, a, a great institute. High school football is so special to so many people. And so um, I think he's he's doing that. He's a great teammate. He's, he's a tremendous player. He's worked. He's worked extremely hard. He loves the game of football. He likes his, likes the history of it, likes the X's and O's. So I look forward to you know going to Austin uh, in the years to come and, and, and cheering him on. As great as it is to be a player that accomplished, it can't be easy to be in that spot, to be a Manning in that city, to be under that much scrutiny where your highlights are being posted when you're in ninth grade, maybe earlier. That's a tough spot to be in for a high school kid. He doesn't grow up with a regular life. What did you learn about being in a similar spot that you would say or have said to him about being in that position? I think what I I learned and, and very similar, you know, for me, you know, I thought it was it was tough, you know, following in Peyton's footsteps, and he was right. five years older, so you know, I wasn't in high school with them when he finished high school. I was in eighth grade, and like coming into high school, and I think everybody assumes, oh, here's the next one, he's gonna be the same and he's going to be just as good and he's going to have the same attitude and same personality. And, and we had different personalities. And that's what I've, I've told Arch is that you're going to be different from me. You're going to be different from Peyton. You're going to be better at things, maybe worse at other things, or you're just different at, at things. And so be true to yourself. Like hey, worry about, you know, what you want to accomplish, do it for the right reasons. Don't try to act a certain way because you think this is the way you, you should or this is what you know one person uh, thinks you should do you gotta you gotta be um true to yourself because your teammates they'll notice it if you're fake they'll notice it if you're saying something just because you think you need to say something like it's got to be sincere it's got to be real and i think he's done a great job of doing that of not not becoming someone that he's not not you know being on he's not on social media he, he didn't go to a ton of camps to try to showcase of why he should be a top recruit like he doesn't care about everything all of that he cares about his teammates his team winning games you know working hard to try to become a better player um you know to try to win a state championship in high school that's that's his those are his focuses right now or that's his focus and I think that's the right attitude by the way you mentioned camps was another title I forgot for you you know essentially one of the owners creators originators of the Manning passing camp Right. Yes. So there's another thing. Yeah. I mean, you got. I was a camper. I was a camper originally. So you were a camper. 
Yeah, I started off as a camper in 1996 for four years before I became a counselor, and now uh, I'm still a counselor. I don't, I don't have no no ownership. My dad, my dad runs it, owns it. I just, I, um, I don't even get paid. I get nothing. I get, I get, I just, I just show up and and sweat a lot and coach a lot of high school kids uh, the game of football and playing quarterback and tell some stories. So it's always, uh, it's always fun. It's just, you know, I, I thought. When I retired, I thought like, hey, maybe I want to get outside of football. And I, I've done some things a little bit outside of football, but it's just it's just part of part of my blood, part of my life so much that I, and I love it that I, it's hard to get too far away. But if you had gone out of football, if you had, what would that have looked like and what would you envision yourself doing? I think, uh, yeah, a- uh, analyst for ESP. What's your job again? You know, I was, I was, I was senior NFL insider. No, insider. <laughs> well, again, we're going to give you the extremely insider role. We are ready to give that to you right now on yeah. the spot. Get that done. You're right, the but- senior. Senior. We got Mort's the, the super senior. I'll be like the junior. I'll be the junior insider. I'm the young guy coming. Yeah, in. we'll train you. You know, we'll get your thumb speed up to tap. We'll we'll, get, we'll put you through rigorous thumb training so that <laughs> your hands on your phone could be moving extra quick. Mort's lost a little bit there. He's lost a little speed on the yeah, thumbs. His, okay. Yeah, his thumb, his thumb strength and speed is definitely definitely decreased uh, yeah. over the years. It's down, Let's but that's it. okay. We still love the guy. He's welcome to stay as long as you. But really, what would you've done outside of football? Is there something that would have appealed to you? I, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, I've kind of gone into the, you know, the business world a little bit and private equity and learning about that, which mm. has been, which has been fun and interesting. But of course, like the, the first company we, 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 we purchased, it's a youth sports, you know, business. So it's like, I can't get away from it. It's just like everything, everywhere I go, it's just, that's what's what I love. I love, I got four kids playing all on new sports. I'm coaching them in basketball and I got a girl that's playing hockey. I'm like, what in the world? I wow. Like a hockey? Like she's like, dad, I got to learn how to skate faster. I'm like, why are you, why are you asking me? Like, do you, have you ever seen me on skates? I, I don't have that answer. I got girls playing lacrosse and swimming. I mean, it's uh sports all over the place and, 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 and it's great. I'm loving, loving, uh, loving staying busy, loving having my weekends home with, with my family, um, not having to travel, not having to, prepare for a game and just even when I was home I'm you know watching film and 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 kind of distant so it's good to be uh you know be all in and my last question for you you grew up in the south you went to college in the south you now live in the northeast <laughs> obviously you're staying in the northeast your girls are your kids are established they're playing sports they're in school you're not going to move you must like living in the east right you is that something that surprises you because southern roots are in you there yeah it does i mean i'm, I'm a jersey boy now you know, i'm proud proud of it i think um I, yeah i think growing up in new orleans i didn't know new jersey was a state until probably my, my senior year of high school um but you know i think uh just having been up here 16 years um you know i thought it was important when i when i played here to get involved in the community be a be a part of it and next thing you know you have four kids in school and they're playing sports and you've set up a, a, a life and just all your connections yeah. and everything that you do in the summer, it's all kind of, you know, everything's in place. We've been, we've been in a good routine. And so, um, 
you know, we're, we're, we're here. We're, we're, we're in New Jersey. Uh, we've, we've made great friends and, and enjoy the seasons and enjoy the summer when it's not 110 degrees and, you know, you just sweat constantly throughout the entire day. So the winters are long, but now, Hey, hey I got kids that ice skate and kids that ski. I've picked up skiing. So wow. I've, be- I've become a, a Northeasterner. Well, a Northeasterner who's a media mogul, who's, working for the Giants, who's still a part of the passing camps, and Arch's uncle. A lot of stuff going on. Eli, I want to thank you very much for the time today. We'll look forward to watching you this Monday night on the Manning cast, the Bears at the Patriots. Bill Murray would be an outstanding guest. I appreciate the time today. Outstanding. Always fun. Thanks so much for having me on. And that right there is an example of how thoughtful, professional Eli Manning is and why he shined the way he did for the New York Giants during all that time. He knows just what he's doing in life. He knows how to handle himself at all times. And he's just a great guy. He's just a great guy. And I really enjoyed talking to him. What a nice guy. What a thoughtful guy. What an entertaining guy, right? Would have thought that Eli Manning would have the life that he now does. He could have done anything. But this is the field he's chosen. And he's done great work and will continue to do great work. All right. Last week I mentioned on this podcast the travel issues. And I found out later in the week that the Delta flight that I was scheduled on was not going to have TV. And there was no way, no way I was getting on another flight across the country, flying out to Los Angeles and missing first the Bills at the Chiefs and then the Cowboys at the Eagles. So we called an audible midweek, unexpectedly. We changed our flight to JetBlue which we thought would have TV, but JetBlue also hasn't had TVs on the last two cross-country flights I've been on, and I've missed football games. But we rolled the dice with JetBlue, and I want to commend JetBlue for getting the job done this week. For the first time in three cross-country flights, I did have TV on the flight out west. I was able to watch the games. The flight was a few hours delayed, got in very late, but we did get to see football, and it caused me to revamp and revise the rest of my travel schedule from this point on over the weekend. No longer am I going to fly on Sundays if I don't have to. We're going to fly to New Orleans, Tampa, Indianapolis later in the season for Monday night games on Monday mornings. Don't care how early. I've got to get up. Not missing more football games on Sunday when you get to sit back like a fan and watch the games and enjoy the games and see what actually happens. So shout out to JetBlue for getting the job done, revising the rest of the travel schedule the rest of the year to avoid those conflicts. Also, we mentioned... Last week, we would have our NBA War Room draft. I'm officially on board with Jason Tatum, with DeJounte Murray, with Terry Rozier, with Tyrese Maxey, with Christian Wood. These are some of my guys that I'm pulling for. Love the NBA. It's underway. It's an incredible sports time. We got the NBA regular season starting. We're in the middle of the NFL season. We got the trade deadline coming up. And oh, by the way, Put me down for two weeks from now, Christian McCaffrey being moved. I think the Panthers will find an offer eventually that they do like and that they do act upon to where they trade Christian McCaffrey. So we'll have some action for the NFL trade deadline. We've got hockey underway. We've got all this sports going on, and it's a bevy of entertainment activities and options. Outstanding. Again, want to thank Eli Manning. Half of the Monday Night Manning cast team for joining us today. I want to thank my great producers, Christina Buswell, Sarah Abbott, for putting together this podcast. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning into another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week when we will be joined. 
by the all-time great defensive back, the man of many words, the great philosopher himself, college football coach Dion Primetime Sanders, Coach Prime, in this space next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Be well and stay safe.